a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, is the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kenrick, as they talk comics, movies and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. United Armies of the Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, we got we got an exclusive. We got exclusives. We got scoops for days. We got scoops for days, son. Well, this is new for us. This is something we don't normally do. Yeah, this is kind of cool. So Mikey Sutton, and I think from now on, we could literally call him Mikey Scoop Sutton. I mean, why not? Right? He broke the... He broke the story about the Spider-Man Disney Marvel Fallout. Disney, I'm sorry, Disney, well, Marvel Sony Fallout. Yep, he broke the Fox Marvel deal fall, uh, deal issue as well. Yep, and he's he, broken so much stuff from looking at it online, and he came to us. Yep, he came to us. We had him sit down with our main man, Big Hoss, Jeff Haas. Oh, I like that, Big Haas. Yeah, he came in. <laughs> And uh, if you don't know who Jeff Haas is, he's our—he's actually our public relations manager. Yeah, um, he does some great work. He, the reason that we get a lot of these people that are coming in because of Big Haas. And the reason if you—and if you want to come on the show, you talk—you reach out to Big Haas, and he's the one—he's the one who helps schedule yep. everything. He's our gatekeeper, man. Yeah, got to get it through Jeff if you're going to get on. I mean, to be fair, it's going to be pretty easy right now because we like <laughs> we, we love everybody, but still, we have a gatekeeper. The, I mean, but the gate's pretty big; you can get yep. around it. So. Mikey reached out to uh, to Jeff and they got together and well, why don't you take a listen and find out what drops? This is Mikey Sutton talking with us on Spoiler Country. And my first question for you is, tell me how you actually get these fantastic scoops. They are amazing, and they always set the internet on fire. Yeah, you know, I, I've been asked this question a lot. And what people don't realize is that I've been in this business for about 33 years. and But, but no one knew who I was, really, until the whole Spider-Man um, you know, scandal, if you want to call it, that came out. Um, late in the summer, and but I've been scooping for for several years now. Um, and going back to I think 2014, where I initially scooped the original Spider-Man deal, and at the time, I had a small Facebook following, and I was you know just doing this for fun. I mean, this is not like a job for me or anything. Uh, I've been a comic book fan since 1978. And, you know, I would try and keep up, up to date with all the productions happening uh, and everything. But let me, let me, let me uh, backtrack so you can see where I'm coming from. That'll give you an idea of how I know so many people. 
Um, I started writing for Amazing Heroes magazine in 1990. Uh, so in terms of my uh, familiarity with the comic book community, uh, it goes back that far, which is 30 years. Um, it was at that time I started meeting people involved in comics. And, you know, back in 1990, the whole idea of Marvel being this box office powerhouse was like the stuff of fiction back then. And they couldn't even get a movie in theaters in 1990. I mean, that's when that low-budget Captain America um, was being made and, you know, ended up on, on, on bootleg videotapes at comic book conventions. Um, this is years before Blade and Brian Singer's X-Men films came out. But all this networking uh, that I'm still doing after all these years really began with Amazing Heroes. And you know, becoming a prominent staff reviewer for them at the time. And this is pre-internet, so news was, like, really slow. Um, I remember hearing from a friend in the industry that James Cameron was going to write and direct a Spider-Man movie. And that was huge news back in the day. And a, a colleague of mine gave me that scoop, and, you know, there was no internet. There was no place for me to take that story to except for my friends in college. And I said, hey, you know, I heard that James Cameron is going to, you know, do a Spider-Man movie. And, you know, everybody's, like, freaking out and everything. I bet. Uh, but, and, you know, that, the whole idea of James Cameron, who just, who was coming off of, you know, like the Terminator. And I think, you know, T2 wasn't out. The Judgment Day wasn't out yet. But he was a god. And this guy had aliens, you know. And yeah. He, can you want us to write and direct Spider-Man? <laughs> I mean, it was it was insane news, but no place to take it to. And I never um, thought of pursuing scooping at all because I, I got lucky with that one. And I had no other connections in the movie industry at the time. Um, I used to read um, Andy, Andy Mangel's um, backstage um, column in Amazing Heroes. And he was the scooper of the day. I mean, a lot of scoopers today, they're really inspired by what he was doing in Amazing Heroes. Um, when I finally logged onto the internet, it was the late 90s already, and Ain't It Cold News was like the big, the big kahuna. I mean, Harry was, you know, everything in terms of, like, scooping, you know. And especially about the new Star Wars movie, the prequels that were coming out. He He had all the stories, and... And I always wondered, man, how did he get all this, like, insider information? And I got it through very interesting means, uh, mainly through the music industry of all places. Um, I knew people that work in the music industry. I was, you know, I was a music reviewer at a time and, 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 a, and, a, and a critic. And um, <clears throat> I met many people who were involved in the movie industry because they were doing soundtracks to films. Um, oh, wow. new directors, and there's a lot of cross-pollination between the two worlds there, and you know, L.A. is a small place. It's not as big as everybody thinks it is, and everybody kind of knows each other, and you're bound to run into somebody who knows somebody, and if you know um, the right people, you're going to get all sorts of information that they will spill to you, And but at the time, you know, scooping isn't what it is today. I mean, you had Ana Cole News, but that was it. Um, but I was getting information from, you know, people in the industry, 
um, that would know people, and you know, they would do just just kind of like gossip to me about certain things. And I didn't yeah. have any scoops or anything, but it started a um, a dialogue that continued through the years. And being involved in the music industry, um, I started getting hired by attorneys um, who worked in L.A. who represented, you know, actors and directors and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing ghostwriting for them. I, you know, some of them were musicians, and I was doing articles for them under a ghost name or press releases under a ghost name to promote their careers. Yeah. And, you know, they, they knew I was in the comic book, so they would tell me information like, hey, I heard this and I heard that. And, and again, I had no idea what to do with any of this information. Yeah. Um, the first scoop I remember, like, like hearing about um, was Henry Cavill as Superman. And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea who he was. Um, but, I, you know, there was no place I could take his information to. Um, I wasn't writing for any websites or anything. I was just doing my job, you know, doing, you know, music uh, press releases and so on and so forth. And um, I worked for the All Music Guide for several years. I wrote 500 articles for them. So I got a long career in, in journalism, um, but not in scooping. Now, I no. got really lucky with, with Spider-Man and Sony. Um, I, I had a very well-placed uh, connection in, in, in L.A., and he said, hey, you know, I know you're a big comic book fan. Did you know Sony and, and Marvel are talking about you know, putting Spider-Man in the Avengers. I and mean, that, that's how this all started. Now, what did you say like, when you first heard that? Oh, man, I was stunned. I was like, <laughs> does anybody else know about this? He goes, no, I guess people <laughs> at Sony know about it. And, you know, he went by with, with Kevin Feige. And so I said, so this is information nobody has. And he goes, yeah. Well, um, can I at least post it on Facebook or something? <laughs> He goes, yeah, yeah, go ahead, but just don't tell anybody where you got it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fine. And and I'm like, huh, this is big news. So I texted a friend of mine a YouTube show called Pete's Basement, and I had become friends with them. And I said, hey, Pete, I know you're a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, I got the story of the year for you. You guys want to, um, you know, announce this on the show? Are you guys sure? What is it? I said, well. Uh, Spider-Man's going to be in Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> nice start. And, and he flipped out. He goes, no way. No way. I said, yeah, they're working on a deal. They're going to put Spidey in Civil War. And and I said, oh, by the way, Black Panther's in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at that moment, yeah. you kind of you exploded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what happened? I mean, how did that feel when suddenly everyone is talking about you and what you, talk, and what you scooped? Well, it's... It, Here's the funny part. I mean, that news that got out, um, my Facebook following is nowhere near where it is today. I have almost 5,000 friends. If you count my followers, it's about 6,000 altogether. Uh, but back then, I had about you know less than 1,000 <laughs> Facebook friends. I mean, it was small. Um, and most of those are music fans. So I put that news out. Got, you know, I don't know how many likes it got. It got some responses and... Um, Pete's basement picked up the story, but I don't know if any media outlets did because they didn't know who I was. That was a complete unknown. 
Like some some dude on Facebook, right? You know, <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> right. Well, then, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, the the Sony email uh, leaks came out, which basically affirmed what I just <laughs> reported that they were working on a deal. Um. But still, I got no credit for it whatsoever. And that's fine. I wasn't like I wanted to do this for a living or anything. I mean, it was just like, can I was like, can people actually do this for a living? And it was just a fun. <laughs> I was excited as a fan, you know. Because yeah. I wanted to see Spider-Man with the Avengers, and who doesn't, right? I mean, exactly. that was a dream. And so that got out. The Black Panther thing got out. My Facebook and really went nowhere. Then I then I thought, okay, you know what? This is the my news. My scoops will never get bigger than this. Spider Man is it? I mean, how 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 bigger can that that get? Yeah, yeah. That question was answered a year later. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, the same guy who gave me that information, he said, you know that Spider Man news I gave you? Well, um, that's nothing compared to this. And I said, what? Well, Sony and Disney are talking um, about collaborating like in the same way they did with Sony um, on an Avengers X-Men movie. Nice. And I'm like, oh my god! No, this is back in 20. This is back in 2015, right? Yeah. <laughs> so again, I tell Pete, Pete, Pete's basement. I said, hey, this is the story of the year. This is bigger than Spider-Man, probably, and. Um, Pete uh, DeLuca, who's uh, head of the channel, he he called it Foxville, and and, and it stuck. I mean, we, we every yeah. time we refer to that deal, we call it Foxville. And I said, okay, they're talking right now. They're going to deny this in the media, but they're talking. And there's no deal has been set yet, but it's it's looking close that they're they're going to get this done. I mean, the X Men and the Avengers will be teaming up. Or fighting each other, or you know, they're going to be in the MCU, no, no matter, regardless. And when it came out, uh, Pete posted it on their Facebook page, and there were so many people like that were like total naysayers. Oh, this is bullshit! You know, it's not going to happen. Ha ha ha! And you know, what is this nonsense? And and I told Pete, I said, you know what, this news. Is legit. Stick with me on this. He goes, "Oh yeah, dude, we're, we're loyal to you. We're gonna stick with you. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about these naysayers. We're gonna prove them wrong." A um, couple of years later, I think two years later, I'm not sure the exact dates, but um, all of a sudden it was announced that Disney and Fox were collaborating on X-Men TV shows, and that was the Legion and the Gifted. And I was like, "See, I told you these guys were talking." But the naysayers still wouldn't believe it, right? They're still laughing at the original news. I'm like, well, nothing's happening yet. Yeah. And as years went on, I I started getting like totally ridiculed about that uh, Foxville scoop, but I but I still maintained uh, my sense of calmness, and I said, it's going to happen. Just watch, it's going to happen. They, you know, back in 015, they were working on a deal. They're still talking, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And a couple of uh, years later, I scooped that Disney <laughs> was going to buy Fox, right? Because I heard from the same guy, you know what, they said, screw the original deal, we're just going to buy them out. 
know? So I put that news out there. Again, it was scoffed at. Like, this is not going to happen. It's all BS. Uh, a month later, it was all over the media that um, I think it was Deadline who first reported it in the mainstream public that Disney was going to buy Fox. And, but still, they ignored what I had said back in 015. I mean, I got no credit for it whatsoever. And I said, you know, whatever. I, 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 I'm happy it's going to happen. And secondly, I'm happy that I was right to begin with. You know, whatever. If you don't give me credit, whatever, you know. Yeah. And it stayed that way. And I began scooping more and more on my page, and no one was, like, really noticing except for the people that I was already friends with. Like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is ben- uh, Doctor Strange. I scooped that. Um, when Brie Larson was, uh, when she had just gotten her Oscar, I posted on my Facebook, and I still have all the receipts for this, screenshots, and I said she's meeting with Kevin Foggy about playing Captain Marvel. Yeah. And no one, no one was, was reporting this, you know? And yeah. then, then uh, back in 2018, I had a stroke, and uh, I was in the hospital for a couple of months. I couldn't walk. I could barely write, and didn't... Um, I think I actually I was a uh, I was an, an hour away from death. Oh my um, god! Yeah, I fell on the floor. There was nobody home, and I couldn't call nine one one because I couldn't move my hands. Yeah. And if my mother hadn't come, if she had come an hour later, I'd be dead. Holy shit! Yeah. So I was in rehab for a couple of months, trying learn, learning how to walk again learning how to write again, building up my strength. Um, yeah. I, ended, I ended up losing 245 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all this was happening um, right before, like months before, that Sony announced that they didn't have a deal with Marvel Studios anymore and Spider-Man was going to leave the MCU. That news hit that one morning on Deadline, and it was it, it was everywhere, and people were freaking out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh my God, no way, he can't be leaving the MCU, no way, you know? So, right, right. Late, late that night, you know, someone told me that Deadline was going to be publishing this, and he said, you know, if you want to go ahead and report this, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me before I say anything about this, let me let me double check to see if it's accurate. Like, is it as bad as they say it is? And so yeah. I went back to the person who gave me the scoop to begin with about Spider-Man being in Civil War and the Foxville thing. I said, hey, you know, I heard this is going to blow up tomorrow, and it's going to be pretty pretty serious. Um. Is there any truth to this? I mean, is is Spider-Man really leaving the MCU? He, and I texted him at 3 in the morning. I probably woke him up. I don't know. Right, right. He, he texted back. He said, look, it's late. Why don't you give me a call in the afternoon tomorrow? We'll go over this. It's not as bad as you think it is. I'm like, okay. So the next next day, you know, afternoon, I, I you know gave him a call and I said, "Hey, what's the deal with this?" I mean, it's all over the news now. I mean, it's on CNN, everything. I mean, it's everywhere. 
like he's leaving the MCU and he goes, look, they hit a contractual roadblock um, and, you know, it's not done. I mean, they're, they're, they're still talking. It's not done. And, and I said, well, what's your take on this? You know, is a deal going to happen or not? He said, a deal will happen. Don't worry about it. You know, there's, it's too big to fail. And, you know, right now Sony is trying to play the media to, to get people on their side because they want an advantage over Disney on this deal. And obviously it backfired because people were really mad at Sony. They blamed Sony for this whole thing falling apart. Um, now, here's what happened that day. After speaking with that guy, he was telling me that you know, the deal was still going to happen, that you're still talking. Um, there's no way this deal like won't happen. There's too much, they have too much to lose on both sides. And right now they're just trying to play this to the media to get people on their side. Like, okay, this, this makes sense to me. Um, I'll go on, you know, my Facebook and post this and hopefully it'll reassure some people, you know, I, Quote, unquote, some people. Jeffrey, I had no idea the impact I would have. I had no idea. Well, it looks like, I mean, it, I remember it just exploding. I remember everyone was talking about you for yeah, yeah. weeks, you know. He scooped it, yeah. and, you know, is, is, he, is it right? Does he have the information? Everyone was talking about you. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was insane. And, I, and, you know, I posted it, and I thought, okay, it'll probably get a couple of likes and whatever, and it'll go away. So I posted it, and I checked back a couple of hours <laughs> later, and it was at 600 likes already, like like hundreds and hundreds of shares. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden, I started seeing my name everywhere. It was like all these sites were picking up on the story, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what happened was when I scooped that, People started researching my Facebook and realized, wait a minute, this is a guy that, that scooped the Fox Marvel deal. He scooped the original Civil Wars. Um, all these, all, all these things on my track record that were ignored back then are suddenly out in the forefront because they're using it to beef up this story that I had. Like this guy is legit after all. Then all right, of a right. sudden, yeah. It, and it was like, oh, wow, I'm finally getting credit for the whole Fox Marvel deal. And no one, like... Yeah. And, but anyway, um, I had no idea the impact they would have. All these sites started picking it up. And then Sony started doubling down on this. They're saying that, um, you know, the, the door is closed. You remember that you remember that quote? The door, for the moment, the door is closed. Yeah, I do remember us reading that. I think it was yeah. a Dark Horizon and a bunch of other well-known sites. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they all... And I had to keep reassuring these people. I said, don't jump off the ledge, okay? Sony is employing a business technique called a takeaway. It's where you pretend that you're going to take away a deal to get, like, a, a, an advantage over your opponent. It's a, it's a totally um, often-used business move, but most people don't know business. They have no idea what they were doing. It's a strategy. Yeah. And so I kept reassuring people. Every time I reassured people, uh, my Facebook following grew and grew. Like, okay, this guy's really, like, 
you know, putting pressure on this, it's really going to happen. And then weeks went by, and all these, like, rage bait articles are coming out saying that he was getting written out of the MCU, all sorts of, like, it was total BS. I mean, I saw some sites saying that the deal will never happen, and all these YouTube um, channels were, were constantly... I'm blowing up the Sony propaganda, and and I was alone, the lone wolf in 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 this, you know, saying, "Stop the presses! It's going to happen." Yeah. Now, is that what led to your creating the Geekosity um, Facebook private group? Yeah, I, I that was uh, um, an idea of the guy, the guy uh, Bomb, who's now my agent. Um, at the time, he said, "You know what?" I've been seeing all these people like following your your Facebook and everything, and you're you're everywhere now. YouTube channels are talking about you. You're on all these sites. Like um, like I, I made I made the front page of Yahoo.com. You know, shortly nice. thereafter that. And he said, you know, you need, you need a Facebook group, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I I'm just too busy for that. And he goes, come on, I'll, I'll set it up for you. So he created Gigosity for me, and right after I created the group, it was announced that Sony and Disney had a deal. Yeah. So I was right all along, and then, you know, let's just say I blew up even further after that. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, like that, I remember that as well. Like, I'm luckily I, I'm on your uh, Gigosity site, and I yeah, get to watch all yeah, your scoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm floored by each and every one of them. I mean, the one recently, I think it was Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four. I was like, nice, yeah. nice scoop. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, after I became known as the scooper of the moment, I started getting more scoops. All of a sudden, so many people wanted to talk to me that never knew me before. So, which is why I'm... The frequency of the scoops has gotten has gotten more the past couple of months because I'm knowing more people, more people are talking to me. What I usually do when I scoop, I don't rely on one source um, because one source can be completely wrong. I try yeah. to talk to other people and see what they say. If I get two people saying it, then I feel there's some kind of traction there. Okay, this might be real, um, but if you just get it from one insider, you never know he or she might be being fed wrong information because that happens too. There's disinformation everywhere. Right, right. And just just to throw you off track. And so I'm very careful about that, but definitely the number of insiders I've been talking to has increased um, since the Spider-Man announcement. And... And sometimes I hold on to them, you know, because I was like, okay, why don't I just, like, keep this with me for a while until I get more information about it? Um, one of, like, the Wolverine Hulk um, movie um, scoop I had a few months ago, I held on to that for a couple of months, just trying to get some more information about it. And I'm glad I did, because later I discovered that they're planning on introducing Alpha Flight in that film. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, like, okay, I'm glad I held on to this for a while instead of, like, announcing it, you know, just fresh. And 
Of course, there's always a concern that if you hold on to something too long, somebody might beat you to it. Because if you're talking to people, well, they're talking to other people as well, and so you can't really control that flow. Um, But I've gotten lucky in that regard that there haven't been too many, you know, um, dueling scoops out there. And sometimes there is, you can't avoid it. Now, one question I had, um, are these scoops that you're getting, are they mostly gossip, or do you think the studios as well are trying to leak through you and trying to like, kind of test the waters on things? Or do, can you tell you know when it's one or when it's the other? Let me phrase this as carefully as I can. And by, by saying that, I think you'll know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I cannot confirm nor deny that some of these are studio leaks that are intentionally given. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I do I like how you're phrasing that. It's, it's very well done. <laughs> I, I think I've been watching politicians too long to skirt around certain, certain things. Oh, you, you, know, you phrased that just fine. <laughs> okay. I just want to, like, because... You know, it's funny because yeah, there there are fans out there that are really savvy, and they ask like like you for instance. You know, I, I'm sure that question, obviously you asked it, has popped up in your head. Like, is this intentional? <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you do have to wonder um, how yeah. the studios are using social media and um, these uh, scoop websites. To actually yeah. say promote, see if people are interested in certain ideas, and you yeah. can't help wonder, you know, your scoops are amazing, <laughs> you know, how connected. Yeah, well, uh, there was an interviewer in England who, who asked me something similar, and um, she said that, you know, your scoops are like, they're often too detailed. It's like, this sounds like you've talked to somebody who's actually working on the project. And it's, can you comment on that? No, no, I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's, that's cool. Have, have you ever been told by the studio, I don't know if you can answer this question, to not <laughs> reveal a scoop when you had it? Like, have they ever contacted um, you said, you know what, I know you know it, don't say anything yet? Theoretically speaking, that may have happened. <laughs> <laughs> There is, let me tell you this, there is plenty of test marketing out there. Um, You know, Marvel Studios, their research team, they go through the sites, man. They they know what's going on. They know what's being discussed. And the fans provide valuable research um, in terms of, like, what is going to be hot and popular. Because, you know, a lot of what Marvel does is pleasing the crowd. They, they know what the fans want, and they'll, they'll give them what they want. That's why they're so successful. And quite frankly, this is why DC, and I'm a DC fan too, a DC Comics fan. Right, this right. is why many of their films fail, because they don't listen to the fans. And, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that one. And the whole idea of them tearing down the DCEU is a bad idea. Because fans want a cohesive universe, but again, they, they're not listening. I agree. And 
they look at the Joker, the Joker was a huge hit, the Oscar winning film, obviously, now. But the Joker is an anomaly. I mean, not every film can be the Joker. Um, you have a character there. They, okay, you've proven you can stand alone. But for the most part, if you want that, if you want that popcorn audience from um, Marvel Studios, you, you're going to need a cohesive universe. So fans want a cohesive universe, but before the Joker came out, um, the heads at Warner Brothers pretty much. Uh, dismantled the idea of having a shared universe with their characters, and uh, much of that, you know, had to do with what Zack Snyder did to the franchise. Yeah. And the failure of Justice League, and they're like, well, we'll just give up on this then. And and the Joker hit big, and I, and I was thinking, you know, if the Joker does well, you know, okay, it's good news for the company, but it's bad news for the DCEU, because they're going to make more films like this. Because right, right. the heads, yeah, the heads at Warner. I mean, they don't know about comic books like Kevin uh, Kevin Feige does. He's a, he's, a, he's a comic book nerd. Right, right. I mean, he he loves this. He lives and breathes this stuff. Not as much as Star Wars. He Star Wars is his biggest love, but um, but he knows the comic books, and uh, the Warner Brothers heads don't. And yeah. So right now, I mean, they're kind of, I wouldn't say in conflict, but The Rock, I mean, who's Black Adam? The Rock wants a cohesive universe. And so, and the, and you can't argue with The Rock. I mean, he's too popular. Right, right. So, so what I'm hearing with DC is that they're going to reboot the cinematic universe they have um, using Black Adam as a platform for kind of restarting it. And I'm sure the Flashpoint film is going to be um, assisting in that re-envisioning as well. Yeah. Um, but the studios, they look they look online, man, you know, to see what, what fans are talking about. And, now, oh, and that's uh, how sorry, Marvel was, Studios so successful, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask, um, if they're rebooting, are they still going to hold on to uh, Gail Gadot? For Wonder Woman yeah. and um, uh, Ezra Miller for Flash. Yeah, they're they're gonna hold on um, to what has been successful for them so far, um, and they're gonna hold on to Ezra Miller. Um, they're they're gonna see what happens with Flashpoint. Um, they feel they you know the actor um, still has potential in, in in becoming a huge star for the for the company. Yeah. Um, I kind of I think it kind of helps that the Justice League film didn't hurt him because expectations were really more on Cavill and, and Affleck than on the Flash. Gotcha. And it's really sad because I thought Cavill was a perfect Superman. I just didn't, in my opinion, I just didn't agree with Zack Snyder's vision of, of the character. No, um, I, I would totally agree with you on that one. And look at Cavill in The Witcher. I mean, it, it's, he's huge. I, I actually admit, I must admit, I've not seen The Witcher yet. I haven't either, but the, the popularity that proves to me that they, they kind of blew it on, on him. Because if they had made Cavill a more charismatic Superman, I think those films would have been much bigger. 
Now, now one question um, I, I do have, because um, we're talking about the Justice League, um, yeah, Amber Heard, considering all the backlash on her, is there any talk of DC potentially replacing her in the role of Amara? Not at all. Not at all. No. Oh, wow. That, that's actually, I'm kind of surprised by that, because you figured if it was, you know, reversed, the, the, definitely would have had to replace the actor. No, I haven't, uh, haven't heard anything about replacing her at all. Um, because, you know, there was that controversy over Jeremy Renner, too, with Hawkeye. And Oh, I, I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. I believe his, 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 his ex-wife, I believe, was saying all these horrible things about him. Because he wants custody of, of the kids. Um, so really c- controversial things um, about domestic violence and, and things that had not been proven. But you would think that you know, Disney would be more sensitive to that than, than Warner Brothers and would have ousted him just, just from the accusations that they haven't done any of that. And, and, they, and, and I doubt they will either. No, I, I never heard a safe. I, I, not been hearing anything about that um, at all. And it's funny you mentioned um, actors being ousted and everything because um, I was the one who reported that Affleck was out as Batman like a year before it was announced. Right, right. And, and a lot of DC fans were on my case, and I wasn't as well known as I am today. But the people who knew me, the DC fans, were on my case. Like, oh, you're just saying it because you're biased against DC. No, I'm saying it because there's trouble on the set. I mean, he's not happy. And for various reasons. And sure enough, I mean, you know, he kept denying it, but he was out as Batman. And and, I, and it was me who um, leaked Robert Pattinson as Batman. And that got a bunch of laughter when, when I first announced that, like, there's no way they're going to get Pattinson as Batman. Well, yeah, they just, they just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, one thing is, as well is, obviously, a lot of your most famous scoops are for Marvel. Is, does yeah. that ever give a, a sense that from some fans that you have a favoritism towards Marvel over DC, or is it just, just kind of how it rolls with oh your scoops? I, uh, many people say I'm biased towards Marvel. And it's funny because in terms of comic books, I was probably a bigger DC fan than than, than than a Marvel fan. Yeah. I bought a ton of DC comics in the 80s and 90s. Um, but here's the thing. DC is kind of hard to scoop right now because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, <laughs> Marvel has, like, plans, like, years ahead, like, like when when you and I are dead, I already already have plans for that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> like, I, I, now, I, I have this like feeling that Kevin Foggy has got like he's got Marvel plans in his will or something. You know what I mean? That's how far ahead they are. And, but DC was very easy to scoop years ago when when Zack Snyder was still there. Yeah. The scoops were always negative, but at least they were scoops, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But but now it's like it's difficult because they don't know what their future is and everything is up in the air. I got lucky with Black Adam, you know, because it was um, the product the pre production on that was getting more and more serious. Uh, so there was leaks coming out of it. Um, but in terms of like DC films, like the the last 
big one I got was a Lex Luthor film. And I scooped it a few months ago. And that got written up in on the uh, NME in England. It was so huge. Um, but most of my DC scoops are from the TV site. Greg Berlanti shows. I've been scooping for years and years. And they've always been, like, accurate. Like, I always seem to know or find somebody um, who has information on where they're going. And... And it helps that um, he is so focused and prepared for his shows that he has stuff mapped out years from now. I always say that Greg Berlanti is the Kevin Feige of DC, and yeah. honestly, they should have put him in charge of the films. But yeah. from what I've okay. been told by insiders, they just like they feel that TV is a step down from movies and they just don't want to put that kind of trust in him, which yeah. is ridiculous. The guy knows DC. Yeah. Well, the TV shows have been fantastic. Uh, I've loved yeah. flash. Um, they got yeah. the new green arrow program coming out soon. Um, spinning off from the original. Yeah. That looks good. The new Superman yeah, looks yeah. good. It will be yeah. good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's got that's great stuff. And, um, you want me to have an exclusive for you right now? <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. I would love an exclu uh, exclusive. Okay, I haven't uh, announced this anywhere yet. Awesome. Uh, but I do have, it's kind of ironic, the exclusive I give to you today is from a company I don't get too many scoops for. <laughs> but <laughs> I have a DC scoop. Um, awesome. I am hearing there are live action plans for Amethyst. Uh, Amethyst is a uh, mid '80s DC um, property um, that's kind of cult following, mostly among among females. Um, but I'm hearing that it's more likely it'll be an HBO Max uh, series. Holy crap! And yeah, and Greg Berlanti is probably going to get involved. Uh, so if anybody out there is an Amethyst fan, um, you might want to uh, get yourself her first appearance. <laughs> before, yeah, that, that's incredible. I mean, I know um, Amy Reader has a new um, series of with that character coming out. I think oh, this month. Oh, there you go. And um, also, I have to, um, I guess, uh, uh, reveal this information. Um, I am uh, working with the co-creator of Amethyst, Gary Cohn. Um, he wrote a script for a comic book that I'm putting out later this year. So, But it was funny because I was one who told him the news. He didn't know because they, they don't inform the creators. That, no, and, that is, that's a great scoop. Um, is it going to be connected to the other DC Universe TV shows or the Green Lantern one that's been rumored on HBO Max? Or is it, is it its own yeah, thing? Yeah, it, it, it probably will. I'm hearing that um, that there is a chance that she'll make her first appearance in Stargirl. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's connected to the DC Universe uh, Plus um, uh, service. Yeah. Now, if, that's okay, here's the big if. If the film department doesn't decide to do a movie on her because cause that, that, that's been talked about as well on both sides, both film and TV. Um, but I'm hearing the TV site is more serious about it. 
as the film side of DC is very conservative, they're afraid of taking, uh, they're afraid of taking chances. And whereas Greg Berlanti is like, hey, I like that character. Let me develop it. Um, you know, I put her in the formula, and then you watch, it'll take off. Because, well, yeah, every, everything everything he touches is successful. Which is yeah. Boggles the mind why they don't put him in the in the movie industry, but well, if it's HBO Max, do you have any sense of what the tone would be? Are we talking an HBO style show? Or are we going? It's going to be more like um, like you said, a uh, Star Girl. It'll be more of a Star Girl style show. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, dark or anything. I mean, I mean, it'll have dark moments like a CW shows have. But if it's a Greg Berlanti production, it's going to follow the same path um, as you know, as Star Girl and 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 The Flash, um, but yeah. more of a, of a fantasy uh, approach. Which is why I think it's appealing to Berlanti so much because there are no fantasy shows yet with with, with his DC stuff. Gotcha. Um, you have your cosmic show like like Legends of Tomorrow. Um, you have Titans, which is more of a, of a dark superhero show. And it's funny because Titans, it's like it, it outsnyders Snyder. I mean, it's a dark show. Right, right, right. It has moments of humor, and it's fun. So it's like, and it can be done and with the right characters. Um, you can make Nightwing dark. That's fine, you know? Yeah, it works well, for him. But. No, that. But, but I assume the budget would have to be pretty huge for a um, amethyst. Yeah, it will be. It will be much bigger than a CW show if if they decide to go HBO Max with it. Um, because I heard the Green Lantern show that Berlanti is doing is over a hundred million dollars for and one season. Yeah, one season. Yeah. How, how many but, episodes would that be? Oh, well, it's kind of up in the air, but I'm hearing about six to eight episodes. Um, yeah, because HBO Max is, um, the shows are more expensive there. They're, they're going to try and compete with Disney Plus. And DC's always playing catch-up, right? Because yeah. it's funny because the DC Universe streaming channel came before Disney Plus, but Disney Plus will be will again overtake them because they have, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They have WandaVision. They have She-Hulk. They have Moon Knight. They have all these projects yeah. that are coming out soon. And HBO Max has Green Lantern, you know, which is great. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. excited about it. Um, but you know, they need to play catch up, and then Greg Berlanti is like. Kevin Feige, and they, he's looking for different styles to constantly make it fresh. And Amethyst is perfect because it's fantasy, and it's also a female, a young female lead, uh, so they can get like a uh, an audience of like you know teenage girls to watch this show. Um, yeah. But they they also can get the guys because it has you know some of the darker fantasy elements tied in with the um, the universe of, of their characters. So I'm pretty excited um, to see what they can do with it. I've always felt that Amethyst should be live action. There's so much potential there. And 
So don't be surprised to see more uh, comic book releases about Amethyst in the next okay. year or two. Um, because DC wants that material out there uh, when the show hits. Or a film. But I'm thinking more of a show. Um, I just don't see um, the film side of DC doing that much in terms of like surprising properties. Like, I don't foresee a Vixen movie anytime soon. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, right, right. I'm like, you know what sucks? This really sucks. There were um, a couple of years ago, um, DC, not, not DC, but Jeff Johns, I believe it was, um, was trying to get a Metal Men movie made at DC, but DC said no to it. And I'm like, yeah, they said it was too weird, right? <laughs> from like, considering Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> exactly. And it, it was funny because Jay rejected this right before Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and and the the DC's um, reasoning behind the rejection was that who is going to watch a movie about these weird, uh, you know, obscure misfit superheroes? <laughs> That sounds like and DC. Galaxy, and the Galaxy came out and made all that money. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, see, this is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> DC is always behind the eight ball. They're always like two years behind the, uh, what Marvel's doing. Oh, man. It's just, it's just hilarious. You know, it's like, can you imagine James Gunn doing a Metal Man movie? I'd rather see that in Suicide Squad, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's an interesting character. It would definitely be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun, and I bet you if Berlanti had a budget, he'd do it for. You never, he just might. I wouldn't put it past him. I want say that guy can make anything into an interesting TV show. I want to know, like I said, oh. a lot of the shows that he he made into TV shows, like Black Lightning, I thought, you know, there's going to be no yeah. audience for half these TV shows, and yet they blow up every time. Oh, I know. Black Lightning is a great show. I mean, like. It, it really is. Wow. Oh, man. It's like, it's so stylistically done, too. It's just, it, Different tone than the other shows and different visual style. And, and it's just really cool what he does. And he really is the Ken Feige of DC. I mean, he, he follows the same kind of path because he tries to make his shows as faithful as he can to the comic books. And he does it very well. And, and I'm really excited to see what he'll do with Green Lantern because... I scooped a few weeks ago that the Sinestro Core War will be a part of that. And so you're finally going to see Sinestro in, in like real action. Which, um, I mean, do, do we know which Green Lanterns are going to be on it? Uh, I mean, for the human Green Lanterns, are we looking at Rainer and Stewart and Gardner and Jordan or just Jordan and probably Stewart? Yeah, originally I had a hard time scooping this because the film... Uh, reboot of Green Lantern was still um, in, in the shuffle. Um, yeah. Last I heard that it doesn't look like they're doing the Green Lantern movie anymore. And they're going to put that money instead on this HBO Max series. What I've been hearing, um, and it's still in development, but what I'm hearing that the, the Green Lantern show will be Hal Jordan, um, John Stewart, and Kyle Rayner. Oh, wow. And that's weird. Kyle Rayner, but not Guy Gardner. That's a strange uh, turn. Yeah. And so uh, I think what's going to happen is that 
you know, you have Green Lantern probably going to do a probably mentor Kyle Rayner. And I think what we're going to see here is like what we see on Titans where you have Dick Grayson, Nightwing being the older version of, of the hero. And then you have Jason Todd as Robin. Um, so, so are they going to have to dump the whole Emerald Twilight storyline then? Because you know that's obviously when Jordan went insane and Rainer took over. So they're going to—I guess they're going to have to drop that then, right? I yeah, there's no talk of that. I don't think. Um, I don't think may, maybe years and years from now when the actor playing Hal gets old enough, um, and they want to like you know like okay, uh, it's time to you know like like they did with Oliver Queen, you know, with retire him. After yeah. a certain amount of time, I think I, either that or um, if they do decide to do the movie and they don't want to Hal Jordan on TV, they could use Emerald Twilight to, to kill off Hal Jordan. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that would definitely make sense. Um, yeah. Actually, one question I did have is the scoop that you yeah. just gave me on Amethyst. Is it okay if you um, release it on Friday or do you want us to hold on of to course, it? Of course, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's an exclusive. Uh, I'll give it to you as an exclusive. I really do appreciate it. that. Is fantastic. We'll definitely release that one on Friday. Um, okay. Actually, I do have another question for you. Um, you mentioned on uh -huh. your Facebook Geekosity page that you were considering making an even more private Facebook page group for scoops. Is that something <laughs> you're still doing or not? It's, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, I, um, I have. Uh, oh, should I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Okay. Um, how do I, how do I phrase this? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Okay. I have a very good friend. Um, he is, uh, my advisor. He's kind of my life coach as well. Okay. And he is actually a member of Geekosity. And although I don't get information from him, um, it's funny because sometimes he asks me, where did you get your information from? <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, he was part of the contract negotiations for Spider-Man. Oh, wow, was, okay. Yeah, he's that high up. Um, anyway, he kind of told me, kind of like, are you sure it's a good idea doing this, you know, other secret group? Because... Well, for various reasons, but anyway, needless to say, uh, I'm still unsure about about, about it. Um, in any case, I mean, I'll certainly PM you if I do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, definitely. I definitely would want to be up on that scoop. Um, another question I had for you is obviously you do a lot of scoops, and I imagine with uh -huh. almost every single scoop, your reputation is on the line for that scoop. Oh God, so, yeah, totally, is, totally is, yeah. So have you ever been wrong on one or found out something didn't work that way, and how did you handle it? Oh, yeah. Oh, many times, actually. See, what happens was, um, you know, recently with the director of Ragnarok, uh, he said, he had an interview recently, and he talks about how um, when you're making a film with Marvel Studios, um, things always change and, and while you're filming it, while you're, while you're in pre-production. Things always change. Because everybody is trying to make like, the best film possible, right? Yeah. So they're always like, 
And and it's funny because I mentioned this in Gigosity months ago. I said Marvel Studios is like improvisational jazz. Okay. Because sometimes the beat suddenly changes if the musicians call for it. And, like, for okay, let me, let me tell you an example of something that went wrong, went, went sideways. Okay. Um, back in 015, it's probably the biggest example. Um, I secretly, um, and only a, a handful of people saw it, but I had a screenshot. And, I, and anyway, I said that the Defenders um, were being planned for Infinity War, that they were being planned to show up along with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And I said plan. I said, because one thing about scooping is that I've learned from, from early on, never declare. Always say this may or may not happen because studios change things up. And and most of the scoops I tell you and I tell the group, um, I get from converse, early conversations, people are just talking about it. Nothing's, nothing's been signed yet. So things could always change, but at least you have an idea of where something can go. And somebody once said that, um, you know, your scoops have been right, but just not at the right place or the right project, but they do show up or whatever. And I said, yeah, that's because of the changes that are made. And Anyway, I scooped this back in 015. I said the Defenders and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were being planned for it. Obviously, it didn't happen. And yeah. months after the film came out, the Russo brothers said that, I think it was the Russo, the other them were the screenwriters, came out publicly and said that originally they thought about having the Defenders, the Netflix Marvel heroes, in the film. Okay. But they decided not to because they didn't want to add these new characters in the film that no one that the regular movie going audience probably hadn't heard of. And that makes sense. it was just too, too much. So yeah, I mean the scoop was technically wrong in that they weren't in the film, but I made mean, a point in the scoop that things could change and it was just discussions, but the discussion was legit. It really happened. They really um, planned on having those characters in there. They just decided not to do it. So, you know, it happens. I mean, nothing you can do about it. Now, there are times when my scoops are too accurate and actually almost ruined the movie for me. Um, <laughs> when I scoop Civil War and somebody sent me the whole plot of the film, like most of the most of the part of the film, yeah. And I and I ran it secretly, and when the film came out, it was dead on accurate to to the point of the dialogue being exactly the same. Oh shit! <laughs> and my friends were freaked out. I said, "Yeah, I'm glad you guys were freaked out, but look, I ruined the movie for myself." <laughs> 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 oh, that sucks. That's the cost of being a scooper, I guess, huh? I know, it is, right? And I'm like, man, because it's too accurate. Like, you know, I, I like, oh, there's that scene I was talking about. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> did you ever tell them, please don't tell me this information? Yeah, I mean, it's like, so that, that's why people ask me, like, 
there's a couple of members in Gigasi who keep asking me, like, plot details. I said, you know, I don't do plot scoops. And I never explained why. Well, that's why. Because Civil War was almost ruined for me. And, like, when before Endgame came out, a lot of my insiders were telling me, hey, you want you want the plot for Endgame? Said, no, no, don't tell me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be great to scoop it and say, yeah, I scooped it, but... I uh, know, because when I'm in the theater, I want to be surprised, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I can totally um I, I totally can see that one too. I mean, I don't think I don't yeah. know. I would want the ending of like Endgame or uh, Infinity War ruined. Okay, wait. Actually, there was yeah. Okay, there was one that got through, and that was the final dance with Captain America and Agent Carter. That I did scoop that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I am glad it happened. But I really wish I did. I didn't know for sure. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can totally because, get that. Totally get that. Yeah. Um, that. That was a huge one. You know, it was like, oh, well, you know, it was handled so beautifully. And, uh, you know, it didn't uh, hurt so much. But I wish I hadn't known. <laughs> you know? no, yeah, I can totally get that. Um, actually, one thing I do, I do want you to um, you talk about while you're on. Um, I, yeah. I saw on your Geekosity page, I believe it was, that you're working on your own comic book. Yeah, I am. It's uh, really interesting how this happened. Um, so there's two comic books I've been working on. The first, they're both horror comics. Um, the first one was based on a nightmare I had uh, over 20 years ago. And I found an artist in the Philippines named Patty Arroyo, uh, who's a really great artist. And she's never done a comic book before. And I said, you know, I have this comic book. I want to do with you, and so I, I sent her the script, and you know she's really happy about it, and we're we're gonna get this project done. Um, a few weeks after I wrote the script, I had a stroke, and it's okay. funny because when I was writing the script, the, the the scene opens up with the character dying, and I remember when I was writing it, I told Patty, my artist, I said I had a hard time writing this because. I had a hard time imagining what it was like to be dying. Well, sure enough, I didn't need to imagine that anymore. It actually happened to me, you know. And that comic book is finally coming out this year as well. The other one, I'm I'm really really proud of, um, and I really can't reveal much. I mean, you you saw the the panels from it. It's also yep. a horror comic. That was originally going to be. A uh, a comedy, <laughs> like a like a Japanese shoujo um, comedy, and man, dude, I I couldn't write it. I was stuck. I mean, I just like I sat there in front of an empty monitor. I started writing. I hated everything I was writing. I'm like, this is not working. And there's an, uh, a a designer in the Philippines, a graphic designer named Noel Flores, Noel Leon Flores. He is the um, head visual designer of the GMA network in the Philippines, a huge TV network. He's doing yeah. the Voltus 5 um, live-action um, show with them right now. He's designing it. He contacted me um, years ago, and we talked about doing a comic book together, and I said, well, I have this idea. 
And I told him that idea. He goes, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, you know. Let me know when you're ready to do this. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. And I had my stroke, and I, could, I couldn't do it. Um, after my second rehab and everything, I tried writing it again. And, dude, I couldn't write it. I said, um, what am I going to do with this project? I love this idea, but I can't write funny scripts like this. This is not my style. I discovered this actress in the Philippines named Kate Valdez, a really beautiful actress. And um, we started corresponding with each other. And, and you know, I've been planning on this comic book, and I was like, what am I going to do with this? And while talking with her, and I saw a picture of her, and I was like, oh, my God, you look like what my character should look like. And I told my artist, I said, you know, can we model the character after Kate Valdez? And he was the one who introduced me to her. And he goes, yeah, he goes, we, we can do that. And so one day I was talking to her, and she said, you watch um, Sabrina on Netflix? I said, no, I haven't seen it. She said, oh, I love that show. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet because it's based on a comic book. Um, I've seen every episode already. I said, oh, okay. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I, I watched the first Sabrina episode and I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why don't I turn this comedy about a female superhero in the Philippines and make it into a dark horror story. And then everything came together. And I had her picture in my mind as I wrote it. I knocked out the script in three days, where I struggled for about two years. Um, but making it dark horror, I sent the script to that artist, and he liked it a lot. Um, he had some suggestions, so I changed the first part of the story with his plot changes, and everything just came together. And I said, and he sent me the cover, uh, which has a character looking like Kate Valdez. So I'm trying to um, get Marvel Studios to convince to convince Marvel Studios to cast her as Wave, who is this Filipino superhero in Marvel Comics. And I've been doing a social media campaign for her, but I was like, you know, if I make her the character in my comic book, that will get her even more recognition in the States. And so he drew the cover uh, with, with, you know, her as a character, and I was totally blown away. I was like, oh, my God. This is exactly what I was envisioning. And he got the full script, and then the, the panels I sent you are the ones that he's halfway done. And so that comic book is also coming out this year. I've got offers already from different publishers, um, but I might publish it myself. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, but it's, it's, it's something I'm very, very proud of. And like I said, I don't do scooping for a living. This is fun for me. I'm more of a writer. I guess a writer who knows many people who tell him things, so there you go. And But I do believe my future will be in writing comic books because I've been reading them for so long. And 
so many writers have influenced me, like Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore, and Frank Miller are probably three of my biggest writing influences. And I'm hoping so their spirit comes through uh, in these books that I'm, that I'm coming out. And yeah, I'm really grateful for all the people I've met the past year, like in Spider-Man. There's so many great people out there in the comic book community. And really, really thankful for you having me on your on your show. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming on. To reach all these people out there. This is John. I had to step in here. Jeff's mic dropped out, but thanks for coming oh. on and talking with us. I re- we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. I look forward to hearing this. I mean, it's great. No problem. I once again, thank you so much for coming, Mr. Sutton. Yeah, you too. You take care. Hey, thank you so much. What do you think, dude? Uh, I don't know which one to be more excited about. The Amethyst... Oh, sorry, do it again. I don't know which one to be more excited about. The Amethyst show on HBO Max or the fact that the Green Lantern show is going to allegedly have Kyle Rayner, Jon Stewart, and Hal Jordan in it. You know what's funny? Is you and I, you love Kyle Rayner. Kyle, not Kylo. Uh, I said Kylo. <laughs> Kylo, it's Kyle Ray. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But you love him. Yeah. I love Jonathan Stewart. Yep. And neither one of us is a real big fan of Hal Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention Guy Gardner. <laughs> I mean, Hal Jordan's... He, he's, he's fine. He's a fine. He's fine. But he's, a, he's, he's a Green Lantern for but a he's different generic. time. He's so generic. Yeah, and he's just like... Out of all, like... <laughs> not to be weird, <laughs> and we never really talk about this stuff, but actually we talk about it quite a bit. But the, all the gender bending it's not even right all the <laughs> all the different changes that have been made to me he's the one character that you can just do whatever you want with right he could be a guy he, he be hits a girl, all whatever. of the things that that are uh is an issue yeah you know what i mean and it's not an issue i don't know do you get what i'm saying <laughs> it's kind of weird you know what i mean because it's like there are a ton of white men superheroes White cocky male superheroes. Yeah, 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 and and he just hits all the check marks of yeah. what that is. Yeah, and I just I don't know for some reason uh, I just never been a huge fan of that iteration of Green Lantern. Well, see, when I started reading comic books a lot, Green Lantern. I mean, he was still it was actually still how it drove when I first started reading him, right? Yeah. But then he he, he went crazy. Parallax happened. Emerald Dawn happened. He went nuts and killed a city oh. and exploded and then Kyle Reiner came out and then so my <laughs> my first impression of Hal Jordan was oh he's a bad guy and Kyle Reiner's the good guy yeah I, I, mean, I, don't, I, want, I, I don't know if it's a Reiner or Rainer I've heard it both ways but whatever yeah. I don't want people to get the wrong impression either you know what I mean yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just and I I prefer that they didn't change people and just created new characters. Same, you know. What they do with what they do with Green Lantern a lot because they're constantly yeah. making new, new Green Lantern. Well, Green Lantern cool. is a great. It's that's an easy character to do that with because yeah. you know you get a power ring and boom, you're a Green Lantern. It's a boom, Green Lantern done. corpse, right? You know, core, which is corpse. core. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's well, I mean, there are Green Lantern corpses out there, there for are. sure. There's a I mean, lot of them. There's a Black Lantern core, which is the corpses of the Green Lanterns. That people, so I mean, it's, it's there. Yeah, it's I canon. just always love Jonathan Stewart because he was just. Military mindset, yeah, you know what I mean. Very rigid. I don't know for some reason. I just like him. he's an architect too, so he like he builds things. His what the one thing I like about him is when he builds his constructs with his mind, they're yeah. built strong and solid because they're built from the inside out, right? Uh, they're, okay. they're built because there's a great visual in the cartoon, Justice League, about about the different how the how they build stuff. 
and like you see Kyle Rayner, sorry, not you see Kyle Rayner, you see Guy Gardner, John Stewart, and, and Hal Jordan build constructs as they're fighting someone. Yeah, and they all the constructs build differently, right? Uh, Guy Gardner's are very emotional and angry because that's Guy Gardner. Hal Jordan's are very, fan, are very like imaginative because he's like he has you know, he's he's a pilot and he doesn't think things through all the way, whatever. Right, he and takes it, chances. Right, and John Stewart's are like he builds like this thing and it, it, it starts building from the inside out, so it has all the structure inside of it, so it's inevitably stronger. Yeah, which is just which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. So that'll be that'll be exciting. And then Amethyst. Amethyst, yeah. Do you know much about Amethyst? I don't. That'd be cool because she's she's a cool character. I, I highly recommend that you pick up her new 52 run. Okay. Um, it's a short, I think it's like six issues. It's super good. I actually I actually have a copy of it. It's Sword and Sorcery with Amethyst. Oh, right? perfect. I will just borrow yours. Yeah. And then she has she has a really good short run in the late 80s, 80s I think it was. Yeah. Um, she's a really fun character. And the fact that if, they're, if this show goes through on HBO Max, it's going to be phenomenal. I, well, I, it's amazing. I think this is smart because Warner Brothers is coming out with their streaming service. It's going to include HBO and it's going to be one price. They have they have so much content, right? And to yeah. get to start making these types of shows on the DC side which Warner Brothers owns in total of who owns HBO, this is the smartest thing they could do. They they can start to build that universe that they really wanted to do and why not start with a character that is what a B level, C level character. Yeah, I mean she's shown up in Legion of Superheroes and Justice League Dark and yeah. stuff, and she's she's she has a cult following because she's the princess of Gem World and she rides a, a the princess of Gem right, World. Right, hey, sounds like Dazzler. You know what? You remember a long time ago? We yeah, had a little segment called Comics to Invest in. Yeah, we should play that theme song real quick and say something fun. Okay, books you should invest now. <laughs> there, that's, that's our theme song. So for this episode, to invest in, pick up Legion of Superheroes number 298. It's the first appearance of Amethyst. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's just going to keep going up. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. All right, guys. I think that's a show. That's I hope a you show. En- oh, yeah. I really hope you enjoyed that first real big scoop on the show, huh? Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for doing the interview when all of us couldn't make it. Casey was stuck in traffic. I was busy with my kids and Kendrick was working. Yep. And you stepped in real big and did it for us. I appreciate that. Yep. Thank and you, Mikey Sutton, for coming on. We appreciate you coming on, talking to Jeff, and, and giving him your stories and your scoops. Yep. I hope the uh, actually I hope we get Mikey back on again and we do this all over. Me too. Me too. Yeah. All right, guys. Don't forget to open the mic. Let me know. Oh, look at you.